Attention bobsled riders, you will soon be embarking on a thrilling podcast down the icy slopes of the Matterhorn, so please remain seated keeping your hands, arms, feet and legs inside the bobsled at all times. Auf Wiedersehen! Hello Yodlers, we are the Matterhorn Yodlers, I am your host today Jackie and today I am in Texas. And uh, I am with Mark. Hi there. And today we have a special episode. We're going to have a special interview with Dad uh, Bruce. Uh, Say hello to our listeners. Hello, everybody. Yeah. And so today um, we're going to interview Dad Bruce with about he grew up in Orange County when Disneyland was being built and kind of grew up in that area. And we're going to kind of talk to him about his experience in the area, his experience um, being around the Disney park, going to the Disney park right when it, you know, early on in the Disney years and the kind of the dream days, I would say. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about what part of like Orange County how far away were you from Disneyland well I actually was living in Long Beach oh Long Beach okay on the very edge of Orange County I mean it was just like blocks away from where we lived we lived in Long Beach in a new neighborhood uh, called Los Altos and at the time Orange County was oranges it was oranges avocados tangerines grapefruit and that was all that was there there was hardly anything else in fact uh, to get to San Diego from where we lived we had to drive through miles and miles and miles of citrus groves and uh, at this time of the year which is uh, in the late autumn early winter you would go by there and you would see the smudge pots underneath all the trees uh, smudge pots were full of kerosene and they would put them out on a night when they thought the temperature would be getting close to freezing and that would keep the citrus groves from losing their crops. They would do it when they were just flowering, when they mm-hmm. were first blossoming to keep the blossoms from falling off and they would do it when they actually had fruit on there to keep the fruit from freezing. Somehow or another with the temperature inversion in Southern California that would keep these orange groves going and they were wonderful wonderful oranges they were beautiful the oranges were orange the leaves were green the trees were rounded and beautifully cared for so it was a nice place to live and in the springtime when those blossoms were blooming there was just nothing on earth that smelled as as wonderful as that Uh so we were right next to uh, Orange County and I remember uh, many times when I was a child my dad would take us out there to visit a friend of his that lived in an orange grove. He lived on a farmhouse in the middle of an orange grove, one of his friends from the military. And uh, he took us out there and we uh, got to know his children. And I think I was around 10 or 12 at the time. And uh, it was really fun to go running in the orange groves and pretending like it was a <laughs> labyrinth. And it was hard to find our way back unless you could hear somebody's voice. So it was, it was kind of... Uh, secretive place but it was really exciting as well 
So when we heard the news, and I heard it first on Disneyland, which we watched every week on TV. The Wonderful World of Disney. Uh, well, it was called Disneyland at, at first, right? It was before the Wonderful World of Disney. It was when it was originally called Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And Walt Disney would be on it every week. He would come mm -hmm. on at the beginning of the program and give an intro to whatever they mm -hmm. were doing that week. If they were focusing on Adventureland or Tomorrowland or whatever the particular thing it was, some kind of animation that they were working on. Mm -hmm. And he explained how all of this was done. It was a wonderful thing for Mr. Disney to be able to do that because this was his life work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he had been criticized from the very beginning. He uh, spent a lot of time in Hollywood and he had made a lot of friends in Hollywood, but there were also great critics yeah. uh, saying that this wasn't going to work, you know. And, why would a guy like him spend all his time doing cartoons? <laughs> well, he had two daughters mm -hmm. that just loved him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as these characters developed and evolved, they became more and more real to him. They became more and more like his children and, rather than a job. So he was one of those people that's fortunate enough to have the kind of job that he never worked a day in his life because he loved what he was doing so yeah. much. Yeah. And that wasn't far off from where we lived. Uh, he, uh, Disney at that time lived in Studio City, which is uh, north of North Hollywood, north and west of North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And my dad had lived there at the beginning of World War II when he first moved out there from uh, Montana, where his parents were. And uh, Yellowstone Park in Wyoming was where they were based. So he moved out to California. He ended up in Studio City. And uh, he worked at the Disney Studios for a short period of time. This was Grandpa? Yep. Oh, yeah. really? What did yeah. he do at the Disney Studios? He was an artist. Oh, really? And my dad, it's an amazing thing. I, I don't want to get off too much on that subject because I could talk about my dad <laughs> all day. He was the most unusual person I've ever met in my life. Most unusual and when I was a child, living in the family, growing up with him, uh, everything that I would hear about him or hear said about him, I would take with a grain of salt because it always sounded like, you know, uh, it was just too good to be true. Yeah. In later mm -hmm. years, I met fr friends of his that said, you know, your dad was a very unusual person. <laughs> and they would tell me these stories that I'd heard from my dad. And I go, wow, that actually was true. He really did do that. <laughs> He really wasn't uh, Indiana Jones, <laughs> but he did do a lot of those things. Yeah. And he was a fantastic artist. I saw a lot of his artwork, yeah. and it was very, very good. Well, I remember one of the times we, well, for his funeral, uh, we were with our cousins, and they had a letter that he wrote to Grandma, and it was so awful, like, cartoon characters that he drew. And so that's how I know that, yeah, he probably really did work for Disney at one time just because like he had that talent and it was a very cute uh, letter too so do you know what projects he might have worked on well he was uh, uh, educated as a University of Colorado as an engineer electronics okay. and mechanical and like just about every kind of engineer you can mm -hmm. be he later became a civil engineer which was, was involved with building bridges and buildings yeah. and stuff like that but uh, he was uh, thinking about getting into aircraft mechanics when he moved to Southern California because there was a big buildup at that time, pre-World War II, talking about in the late 30s through the 40s and then into the very early, early part of, the, of World War II, which came in the late 40s. 
So all these uh, aircraft industries were building up in Southern California. So he thought, surely I can get a job in one of those. <laughs> While he was waiting to get one, he went to work at Disney Studios. Yeah. And he shared a house with that four other guys, I think. Yeah. And uh, he so he got that job by uh, luck. By so with so with, this was before World War Two, right? As for, World War Two was building up. Yeah, because because mm -hmm. he he stayed with like the engineering part after World War Two, I think. That's true. Yeah, he never went back. And to that was before he met Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if he had stuck with Disney, he might have become. Like Imagineer, One of the original, yeah. If he had stuck with it, because he had that engineering background. Now yeah. he told me that with my dad, you know, of course, some of the stuff that he told me when I was growing up, I took with a grain of salt. I go, did he really do that? Right. Yeah. But, and I think a lot of it he was bringing his own bill, but much of it was true, and I would say that the, most of it was true. So when he told me that he actually had been to a dance with one of Disney's daughters, <laughs> I go, wow, you know. That's so fun. Because, yeah, at that time I knew that Disney was important. Yeah. Right. And uh, I knew that as Disney was still building up his, uh, his empire, and uh, he was still in the, in the mm -hmm. early throes of, of going through all the difficulties of, and the criticism that yeah. he received. With the animation uh, strike. Well, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah in, in the 40s, yeah. the animation strike, yeah. yeah. So he had, a, he had a lot of hard work to do. He, he worked at his own uh, studio. He had his first studio in the garage, I believe. Yeah. Of his brother, yeah. Don. Way, way back. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, he did a lot of the animation himself. Yeah. So that's why he really was happy when they came up with all these machines that could build yeah. the backgrounds and put things in a 3D style. By oh, yeah, the, the different plates. camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then, the, you know, the different kinds of animation that made it easier and faster yeah. to do it. Of course, that was still a very slow process when you compare it to CG graphics right, that we have yeah. these days, you know. Um, but it was something that he, uh, that came about mainly because he was the anchor of that industry. There were other people there too. Uh, it works who did yeah. some of the other characters, and you had um, like my little Felix the Cat clock over there. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who did Felix the Cat, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, those uh, were all guys, but they none of them really had the staying power that Disney did. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and I think sure. a lot of that came from the fact that he loved beautiful music. He loved to have mm -hmm. classical music, and yeah. he used it in his not only in his uh, his classics like uh, Snow White, uh, but also in his uh, uh, cartoons, you know, he yeah. would take a, a classical hymn in the, uh, or uh, music by someone of the, one of the great uh, classical composers and use that as the background mm -hmm. for his, his uh, picture. So he would take that and he would make it a little bit more modern so that mm -hmm. the average person would not think it was boring and include that in the cartoon and fit perfectly. Yeah. So it gave entertainment to people that, you know, spent all their day working real hard in the factory and they come home and they want to see something on TV or go to the movie. And so that was a very popular thing to happen. Anyway, Dad had a background there as far as the um, movie industry and he actually did participate in the um, some of the uh, like Pasadena Playhouse and so forth yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, when he was living over this, this was before he went to India and before he met my mother. Right. Yeah. At that point, he had um, another wife, so and she yeah. was in the the film industry as well. Yeah. She was 
what you would call a starlet, you know. Yeah. She had mm. no one producing that that was pr pr uh, helping her or anything. So yeah. she wasn't getting far ahead very fast, but she's very attractive, very talented. Yeah. I do have a recording of her singing. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, That's fun. It's pretty scratchy, but it sounds like, like, <laughs> like she knew what she was doing. So um, so you could say that, that uh, you, you grew up with, you know, influence of Disney in your life. Very definitely. Yeah, and yeah. and so did did Grandpa? Did he did he often talk about uh, the time that he worked with Disney, or did he ever talk about like Disney as he always like, would when we asked him about it? Yeah, know? and of course he was doing so many other things at the same time that there were many subjects that he was you know accomplished in. Right. Uh, I remember in school, in the first grade, Disney sent uh, some uh, talent scouts out to our school. Yeah. And they uh, interviewed a bunch of us kids <laughs> to see if any of us would, would want to be in a new program that they were going to call the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. And I so, um, <laughs> story. <laughs> I remember my dad saying, Go in there, try out, try out. I want you to try out. You can do that. I don't want to do that, Dad. <laughs> Why not? Well, yeah. I, I'm too shy. I'm afraid, you know. And I yeah. was. I was really very shy. Yeah. But. From our school, they picked up two Mouseketeers, right? That, Annette Chill and Bobby Burgess, yeah. who were two of the basic yeah. early ones in the Mickey Mouse Club. Later on, they got uh, Darla, or Darlene, and Cubby, the guy who played the drums, the little guy uh -huh. who played the drums. Yeah. So Cubby and Karen were the two little ones there yeah. in that group. And I wanted to be in it, but I was too afraid. Yeah. Too, so, so, never, so you didn't even try out, or no, were you they just were too going, shy? They were going to. Oh no, I, I was. I didn't want to try out. Yeah. yeah. I would have had to do most of it myself, and I wanted my mom or my dad to be there with me. No, I get that, especially yeah. in first yeah. grade. Yeah. Were young. Yeah, but they they got a lot of them. They they got three of them from our school, and yeah. the rest they got them from Long Beach schools there right. in Los Angeles and area around there. They had to be close to where they had the production studios to be there. Um, you know, five days a week was, yeah. when it was produced in those days. Yeah, yeah. and they shot them in the morning and they broadcast them in the afternoon. So, um, a lot of those things are still in cans, and you can still yeah. see those programs. But wow, uh, yeah. yeah, you can watch most of those on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, I I, for, I actually forgot about that story. So, that yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. So, like, about how old were you when they announced that Disneyland was going to be? I'm built? thinking I was around ten. 10. Ten years wow. old, and it was one of those things that just didn't just happen. Mm -hmm. It took place over a period of, I'd say, about two or three years. Yeah, and we anxious, and they would milk it for whatever they could get <laughs> because course. they knew they had the people's interest, especially those that yeah. lived in Los Angeles area, because they would be the first ones going. Yeah, to this uh, entertainment park. They weren't expecting people to come from all over the world. Right. They weren't expecting people to be coming from the East Coast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, Florida wasn't even a, a gleam in Disney's eye. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, it was so just swamped. This was just, just there. So they were doing everything, and they, had, they were collecting people. I think a lot of the people that eventually became involved in the animatronics and the construction of Disneyland proper came from the aircraft industry yeah because they were all right there in southern california yeah that makes sense yeah. and they went there and they were all accomplished in the business that they were doing and that's where they had so many great people think tanks mm -hmm. that yeah. were creating these ideas that were 
put on storyboards and were put up on, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there for everybody to see until everyone could get together, con you know, putting their, their uh, thoughts and ideas all together in one uh, group, and they were really st uh, uh, barnstorming, as they would say. Yeah. So they were doing that stuff, and uh, I don't mean barnstorming, brainstorming. <laughs> brainstorming, barnstorming. <laughs> Goofy would say barnstorming. Yeah, he totally <laughs> would say that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, that's what they were doing in those days, and that's why this has became something that was so unique mm -hmm. and yeah. different. So they had people, everyone that watched Disneyland, and everybody watched Disneyland that had a TV. Yeah. yeah. And even in those days, uh, you know, TVs were pretty popular within five years of the first TVs out. We had one, uh, I think, in 1952. We had one of the first ones on our block. Mm -hmm. Wow. And it was about this big, you know, about <laughs> six by eight. Yeah, yeah. pretty small, and like a toaster or and smaller. And we put it across yeah. the room, and we were all, you know, squinting to see it. Oh, look at that. Isn't that amazing that we can yeah. see that? <laughs> you know, and uh, so we had uh, a lot of uh, interesting things happening in the development of TV even at that time mm -hmm. but we always watched Disneyland and by the time uh, we came around to uh, about 1956 I think we had a 21 inch TV black and white oh wow, wow. my dad made it himself he built it from a kit from, oh really <laughs> yeah from uh, Radio Shack or whatever. oh my gosh yeah yeah so we had that 21 inch TV and we watched Disneyland it was great seeing the stages of it being built. Oh yeah. And then yeah. Dad took us out there to his oh, really? friend's place as it was being built. Yeah. And we could see rows and rows and rows of orange groves being torn out. And my dad said, "Boy, this better be good because it really hurt him." <laughs> oh yeah. To oh, see yeah, these just... orange groves being torn down. Well, that's his neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's... for me too. I mean, I grew up with that idea too. Why yeah. do we have to tear down orange groves? Yeah. They're so fantastic. They're the coolest thing ever. Yeah. They smell good. They look good. And they're fun to hide in and fun to play <laughs> in and fun to build forts in, you know? Yeah. yeah. So was that kind of the sentiment uh, back then that, that people felt like? General, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, they're, they're tearing down all these beautiful orange groves to put what? A park? Something that's just going to be a you know pipe dream or whatever? Yes, and add to that as well. People living in Southern California, and you've got to remember, this is a huge population. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Long Beach was the 15th largest city in the United States at mm -hmm. that point. L.A., bigger. You know, L.A. was like number three or four at that point. Huge, yeah. spread out area. When people wanted to go someplace, they would go to San Diego or go to the mountains, to San Bernardino, to Big Bear. They had to go through the orange groves to go there. So their idea, I say there, it was including me. Uh, the idea was you go through this forest of orange <laughs> groves that's always there. Yeah. And you don't want to see that torn down or taken away right. from any yeah. reason. And yet Disney was in the middle of it. He didn't pick a place on the edge. Yeah. He picked a place right in the middle of yeah. course. that you had to drive through a two-lane road to get to because there wasn't any highway or freeway oh, there wow. then. There wow. was no highway or freeway over there. <laughs> so you had to go down a two-lane road to get to it. So as this was being built, they had to work with the people in the cities of uh, uh, Buena Park, mm -hmm. Anaheim, Fullerton, all those uh, places that were just small little podunk towns then. Yeah. Now they're huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They had to talk with the mayors and the civil engineers in those cities to get the infrastructure yeah. up to where they could support it because... When they laid this thing out, you looked at the map of it, 
And Huge. Disneyland was right here in the middle. And then there's this gigantic parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Which they had to have if they were going to have the kind of people visiting there yeah. on a regular basis. And uh, even that parking lot wasn't big enough because they had to enlarge it. Later. Oh, yeah. Well, and that giant parking lot is now California Adventure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where people park now, but they, yeah. that's where we did then. And you had to pay to park there then, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure it was way cheaper. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you, uh, so, do you remember the day Disneyland opened around that same year? Like, uh, like any of, like, the news, like, the excitement around it? Yes, I do remember a good deal of that. It was an exciting time to live. We knew the, there were two things that, that were being brought into our lives that were very exciting. And uh, they both came from TV. Yeah. We knew we were close to Hollywood and where all the shows came from and mm -hmm. everything. We had students from our own school participating in it, you know. And whenever they would come back to our school, you know, we'd all crowd around them and try to get uh, autographs and stuff and things like that. Uh, Annette was my favorite, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> she your crush? <laughs> she was. She was a cutie. Uh, so when when they would come back, we would talk to them and so forth like that. Yeah. But that was one of the things was was the fact that we had Mickey Mouse Club on every afternoon. Right. Yeah. We would rush home from school, get there just in time to turn on Mickey Mouse Club. You know, hey there, who there, hi there, you're as welcome as can be. Yeah. M I C K E Y M O U S E, <laughs> and that was every afternoon. You yeah. Know, yeah. And uh, we just we just went down there. And we just loved it, you know. And they yeah. would have episodes of different things that they put on there that would go from week to week, or you'd have to wait two weeks to get to the next yeah. uh, episode of that. So um, we did that. And then the other thing was Disneyland on TV on Sunday nights. Yeah, and yeah. So that was another thing that was attracting us because we'd always get an update at the end of that weeks at a Disneyland episode of Disneyland yeah. of what was coming on and going on and how they dug the ditches and the canals and everything and how they put the monorails underneath in uh, uh, Adventureland uh, Adventure you know going on the safari and oh, the Jungle Cruise Jungle oh yeah Cruise. Jungle Cruise yeah, yeah. and uh, when they built the, the Mark Twain to go uh, on the, the paddle boat yeah yeah paddle boat and uh, uh, what they call the uh, Tom Sawyer's Island over there how they built, uh, they didn't have the Matterhorn yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they did have uh, all the teacups. They had Tomorrowland with the rocket there, and um, Frontierland was interesting and exciting. They didn't have the uh, the train that goes through the uh, uh, the gold mine train. Oh, the, they didn't have, yeah. Okay. They didn't have that, and they didn't have Bear Country yeah. yet. But they had a lot of other things that are not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the most exciting addition for me in my days while I was over there was, um, uh, what do you call it, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And when that was added, that was really a Class A attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which you would probably call it e-ticket attraction yeah, now. Yeah, It was. It was yeah. e-ticket, and, it was, and it had, they had a restaurant down there, the Blue Bayou. There. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, place that you could go to eat even if you weren't going to Disneyland you could go there to that restaurant and we graduated from high school 
That's where we went for our dinner that That's night. That's awesome. Oh, really? I love that. I love and that. Then, and then we had date night at Disneyland, too. Oh, yeah. We did that to all the high schools in the area. That's and awesome. Let us have the, they opened the park for us. Yeah. Do you remember how old you were when you went to Disneyland the first time? Probably about 10. About 10. So you, yeah. do, would you say you were there the first year it opened? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For we sure. went the first year, and I'll tell you why. Uh, one of the things that Disneyland did to get more people to come in to get them um, starting to come, I think I had something down there, too, uh, that we could pick up as a treasure in the future. <laughs> uh, but we would, uh, they, they would go around to the different corporations that were there in the area, yeah. and uh, like the aircraft businesses, like uh, uh, McDonnell Douglas, North mm -hmm. American, and uh, Northrop. And my dad worked at all of those at one time or another. And every year, they would have their company picnic yeah. at Disneyland. Ah. So you're talking about thousands of people coming yeah. in on one yeah. day from one place. And the park would be open only to that corporation company. that's having yeah. their, their annual picnic there. And so that first year, we got to go with Dad's uh, company, which was, uh, North, it was uh, uh, North American, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, we went and uh, we had a wonderful picnic time, and we, but we didn't care so much about the picnic. We wanted to see all yeah. the rides, yeah, of course, the rides and stuff. And see, I'm the oldest in my family, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I have my younger brother that's 18 months younger than me, and then my middle sister is six years younger than me. Mm -hmm. And then in later years, I had my younger brother was 16 years younger than wow. me. So uh, I was the oldest, so the three oldest of us would go there, and Dad would say, "Okay, but you got to take care of your little sister." Yeah. And we even had to take her to go to the bathroom when she had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So that was, uh, but you know, they had everything so clean and perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Very Still private, the case. You know, yeah. so it was all okay in those days. Yeah. Uh, never get away with that now. Was there, <laughs> when you first went, or when early on in the days, was there something that you were just, you loved or you were super excited to see? The most exciting thing for me was the, Autopia. Autopia. The little cars to go on this, the freeways. Because freeways were just beginning to get started in Southern California. Oh, yeah. That's there true. were a few in the Los Angeles area. There was the LA freeway, and then the Santa Ana freeway was built. Santa Ana is a sister city to, to Anaheim, mm -hmm. uh, right next to it. And so uh, Santa Ana, they thought, was going to be the big growing right. uh, uh, infrastructure for millions of people well it ended up being anaheim instead as the years went by you know i mean anaheim stadium was there the mighty ducks yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, they had all of those other things that came to the same area you know and it's all built up now and it's very very uh, hard to remember the way it was in those yeah. days because it's just totally built up back to back everything you know right the freeways are in between twined in between it so but in those days, the freeways were just coming along, and I just thought that was the neatest thing in the world to have that uh, Autopia to go on, have little cars we could drive, actually yeah. drive them ourselves. Yeah. And they had no guide rail at that time. They didn't have the guide rail, yeah. yeah. No guide rail at that so, time. <laughs> did you have any trouble with that? <laughs> was there a lot of bumper carts? Oh, or, yes. Yeah. And they said, we're not here at the bumper cart station. They told us that when they gave us instructions. Yeah. When we first got on, seatbelts on, this, then that. And no bumper car playing. Well, everybody did it. <laughs> of yeah. course. <laughs> I mean, I they sure do did. it now. Yeah. I go, come on, I'm trying to drive here, you know? <laughs> People yeah. were bunking me and stuff. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So, uh, did you go to Disneyland often as a kid or not, you know? We didn't go as often as other people. I think yeah. most of my friends would go two or three times a year. My dad had some other friends that lived right two or three blocks away from Disneyland. Wow. So the fireworks display every night was right in their backyard. And yeah. See it and we, we would go out there to their house and have barbecues, and then we would go over to Disneyland. So we would have a place to go where we didn't have to, you know, yeah. be doing stuff all the time. Right. A place to yeah. rest and catch our breath. And stuff That's like awesome. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. No, I know when we go, uh, we like to go back to the hotel and rest. Relax. The day. It's a lot. It's yeah. lots of to do and get tired. Yeah. See, in those days, they didn't have the Disneyland Hotel yet. Yeah. They had the monorail. Yeah. But it didn't go over in that direction that far. So when they built the Disneyland Hotel, then people could go over there and rest. Yeah. And that yes. was a big feature. Plus, yeah. and it dropped. It attracted even more people. To oh the yeah. Park. Just to go. You can go stay at the Disneyland Hotel and basically take the monorail straight into the park. Well, and they right. did a lot of business, like conventions and yeah, meetings, sure. and it was something for the families to go and enjoy the park while yeah. the husband And the was... restaurant at the Disneyland Hotel was a big deal. It yeah. was yeah. black tie. I mean, you know, yeah. really nice. Really nice. Real so fancy. did you ever go eat at that restaurant? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? Yep. So and did you ever stay at that Disneyland? I, you probably didn't stay at the Disneyland Never stay at Disneyland yeah. Hotel because we live so close. Yeah. yeah, you live nearby, so you didn't need to. Oh, no. wow. Okay. Yeah, so um, did you ever uh, get a job working at Disneyland? Yes, I did. I had a short uh, job for a short period of time working in the trap shooting uh, events. You know, the place oh, yeah? where you uh, shoot the rifles for... Uh, so in Frontierland? Yeah, in Frontierland. Yeah, yeah really? where they have like uh, they they still have it today. Yeah, uh, it, it, they don't have like the real BBs anymore. So it's all just just like a light gun now, basically. Yeah. But they still have it there. That's good. Wow, it's amazing. I did it for the first time the last time we went to Disneyland, and so now it's my brother's favorite thing to do. Yeah, so in the park. So, yes. Uh, it's it's fun that you're part of that history as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of a dangerous job. You know, we were told to do this and to do mm -hmm. that, and we could only keep our job if we didn't have any accidents, you know. If we had an accident, <laughs> they would have us go out picking up trash, you know. Yeah. And that was one of the big things. You could always get a job at Disneyland picking up trash. Yeah. Because yeah. they had the cleanest grounds of any park well, in the it, country. Yeah, you know? there was like, you don't see trash at all. It's just no. like... Someone's always there to pick it up, yeah. In the early days when Disney was walking around in the park to inspect and see how things were going, he usually go early in the morning before anyone was there, and then he would go um, late at night, too. Yeah. And to see the difference, he was always have a flashlight with him, and he was always say, there's a piece of trash over there, a piece of trash there. Yeah. Somebody didn't get that that's caught up there on the tree branch, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Did, did you work at the same time when he was still around, or? Yes. So did you ever get to see him or meet him? Actually, you saw him in the park a couple of times. Yeah. He had an office in the fire station. Right. Yes. Right next to the Carnation um, place where you could get wow. ice cream and stuff like that. Upstairs there. And yeah. you could, uh, once in a while, you could go by and you could see somebody moving around there. You always, couldn't always tell it was him or anything. Yeah. Because he didn't live there. You know? Right. Yeah. But he was there a lot. Yeah. In the early days, he was. Later fewer and fewer times but when he brought people to the park to show mm -hmm. it off 
Um, he would take them up there, you know, wow. and they would be wined and dined and taken care of. And so how long did you end up working there? Not very long. It was a yeah. summer, summer, summer job. job. Summer job, and okay. And I didn't get into it until after summer school, so it was only a few weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to get a better job there, which I could have gotten if I could have worked after school. Yeah. But I didn't want to ride my bike out there every day. Yeah, how old were you? Mm, were you about like 16 or 15 something? 15 or 16. 15 or 16, yeah. 16. Okay. Yeah, wow. So Yeah, in those days you could get a work permit. Wow, so like you were a cast member in the early days. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, you have to be careful about that though because they did have production shows. Yeah. They had a stage, outdoor stage at in the uh, Tomorrowland. I don't know if it's still there or not, but it was an outdoor stage, like a big amphitheater. Yeah. Like a big shell. Theater. Yes, because they had big name performers at Disneyland. Yeah. And this was one of the few places you could go in Southern California and see people that were on TV and other shows yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, Donnie and Marie and uh, their older brothers were um, the Osmonds, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were uh, protégés of uh, Gary uh, Moore and um, Andy, Andy Williams. Yeah. Andy Williams was a big name singer in those days yeah. and an actor. And uh, he put those kids forth and they were, like if you went on certain weekends, you could mm -hmm. see them performing there at certain times in that outdoor theater, you know, yeah. in Tomorrowland. And that was a big deal because a lot of people, you know, had their favorite actor or actress that they, you know, teen magazine always was building up somebody, you know, yeah. or another. And uh, I remember a lot about when Donnie Marie came there. So oh, yeah. they were cast members because they actually did. <laughs> Might as well have been, yeah. 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 And they did not. And they did, there were people, of course, that were, wore costumes and stuff. They were Goofy and Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. Well, they were and, friends of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but those people never showed their faces and, you know, they never got acclaim right. to any great dean. They weren't paid very much, but they... You know, it was a good job to get, you know, yeah. because it was ready, steady, steady job. And steady so, uh, when you were a cast member, uh, did you get any perks, like getting into the park for free, or discounts on merchandise or anything like that? In the that? early days, yes. There was yeah. a lot yeah. of perks. As time went by, one by one. <laughs> yeah. They eliminated. Those, those things get, yeah. yeah. What were some of the perks? Uh, well, you, you could get in the park for free. Yeah. You could park for free, which is a big oh, deal. there you yeah. go. That's a good one. And, and uh, uh, some of the rides, you couldn't get any e-ticket rides. Oh. But you could get, you know, A, B, C, and D rides pretty easily. That's still pretty good. Yeah. yeah and, and then you would just pay extra if you want to do an e-ticket ride. Right. Okay. Nice. Now, you, of course, have other siblings. Did they work at, at the parks as well? Yes. Uh, I think my brother Byron worked there in the parking lot. <laughs> which was nothing to be famous, you know, about. Yeah. But, but he loved uh, being at Disneyland, too, and it was a lot yeah. of fun for him. Um, he was the first one after I had moved on to other things. Right. Know, he was the oldest in the family at home that time. My sister Vicky worked there the longest. She started out working at a little kiosk there in mm. uh, Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah? And so she saw all of the... Actors and actresses that came for the shows and stuff that oh, were that's there. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she actually served some of them when they came to get stuff to eat. You know, she was doing their food out oh, and stuff oh, like nice. that. Oh, so nice. She actually had contact with them and that's stuff like cool. that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then they had the um, 
20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was over there too in those yeah. days. And that was a big event for a long time, you know, when, they, right. when the movie first came out. It really caused a big attraction to yeah. that uh, over there then. So, uh, or when the movie was re-released, it came out twice. So, yeah, um, that was a big deal there in, in Tomorrowland. And uh, I'm trying to think of what the other big thing was over there at that time. But um, they had the, the House of the Future. It was... Oh yeah, yeah the house of the future. Yeah, it was, everything was made out of plastic. <laughs> it was really cool though. I thought. Yeah. Uh, there was no trash anywhere, so in the house everything was perfectly laid out. I thought, if we lived there, it wouldn't be like that. <laughs> you know? But yeah. uh, it really looked cool. It was yeah. really an exciting thing for us to see that. And then uh, Uncle David, did he, did he ever work for? Yeah, David worked there too. Yeah. Um, so all you worked at Disney at one time or another. Yeah, at one time or another. What did, what did David do? Not sure. I think he worked in the trap shooting too. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty common for everyone in the area to work for Disney. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it was no big... summer jobs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There, there was no biggie, you know. Yeah. I work at Disney. So, yeah, that's... so what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Wow. Um, of course, um, you got older and you saw Disney progress and such. And any uh, additions that you really enjoyed? Well, as I said, you know, the, the Blue Bayou restaurant was a big addition. And to have <laughs> that uh, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean there. At first, it was kind of hokey. Yeah. You know. Well, it still is hokey, but it, I love it. it. No, I mean, it was really, yeah. really hokey, like, you know, Halloween stuff. Was that? Gotcha. <laughs> you know, and as time went by, they improved it and made it Right. Better. Well, and that's what Disney wanted to do, is he wanted each time you come to have something new. Something new. And yeah. then that little railroad, uh, the gold mine, what do you call that thing? Uh, are, are you talking about the just the train that goes around the entire park? No, or no there's a train um, that goes through like a little cave over by Tumsora Island. Oh, yeah. That's no longer there, right? Yeah, yeah. that is gone okay. now. That was an addition that was really cool. Yeah. It's actually a little kind of a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a story you've uh, mentioned before. Yeah. Of... Uh, With one of your friends that you... Uh, that you did something oh, kind of oh, sketchy. You did that was in the early days. Early days. How, yeah, about how old were you? Because in those I was days? probably only fifteen, and I couldn't get a regular job. You know, you had to have a work permit to work at Disneyland. Yeah. And they would only give work permits yeah. for certain jobs. And um, I wanted to get a job at on at Frontierland. I thought that was the coolest place to work. Yeah, which you Plus, did do. <laughs> uh, one of, one of the few places that you could buy a Pendleton shirt mm -hmm. was at the. Uh, trading post there oh and i mean you could buy them in in big expensive stores in in los angeles and and downtown yeah. anaheim and long beach and stuff but that was one place you could get it for a good price and they were really good ones and i was only to save my money up and get myself a couple of pendleton shirts so uh you got these specialty shirts or you could get these specialty shirts well they're flannel uh, lumberjack kind of shirts yeah oh, gotcha. pendleton shirts they're most popular all the popular kids at school wore pendleton shirts in, in the winter time you know, <laughs> yeah in the summer with a white t-shirt underneath and you just let the top button undone. oh yeah i've seen those pictures and, of you wearing mm -hmm. those shirts 
Yeah, and that was the big deal. So it's a big deal to have one of those shirts. So yeah. I wanted to work there, but uh, we, we decided we were going to go over there because his aunt lived right real close to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So we were over at his aunt's house, and our parents thought we were staying overnight there. So oh. we went over to Disneyland, and we were able to sneak in the back in, by the chain link fence where the, the uh, maintenance trucks were and stuff like that. <laughs> And there was a place there that he knew how to get in, and um, yeah. I followed him, and I thought it was pretty dangerous because there was some uh, barbed wire, and there was also a concertina wire over there, which was very dangerous. Uh, kind of razor blades on the top of it and everything. But he, he got me in, and we got in there. And then we, got, we ended up going around the backside of Adventureland, and we had to be careful where we stepped because it was... Uh, audio on animatronics all the way in there. There were flamingos. If you stepped on them, broke them. You know, right? It's a bad scene. And uh, we went over there, and we decided we were going to swim over to Tom Sawyer Island. Oh my god! Oh in the my dark, gosh! In the dark. Your so, brave soul. That water is not the cleanest so water. I, I can understand why you never shared this story with us when we were kids. <laughs> No, because this is like I super dangerous. I wouldn't want my kids to ever do anything. I can't even believe I did it myself. And we got over there, and, and there's some working guys. The guys were working over there at night. Yeah. And they had these big uh, light stands over there, you know, with mm -hmm. the super bright lights on it and everything. So in order to stay out of the light, we had to go into the cave that's inside that mountain or that hill yeah. in Tom Sawyer Island. And the minute we got in there, we knew that we were there because it always smelled of urine. <laughs> and, and when we were there visiting places, we go, how did that get in here? They must have a bad problem with the sewage here or something. And uh, it just means that that's where everybody relieved themselves when they were working over there. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought, you know, I don't want to stay in here all night. You know, but there's no way to get out to get over because mm -hmm. we wanted to go over by the Mark Twain and they have all that... Um, or they did in those days. They had like all kinds of little stands where you could buy all kinds of neat stuff right there. Yeah. And they didn't have the Haunted Mansion in those days. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it, there was some neat stuff to see over there. Do yeah. Over there. Were you just trying to like spend the night in the park or were you just, just, to, I just guess wanted more, to see it? Just to break into to Disneyland. Could, that would be could, fun. See if we could so do it. So you are one of the few who haven't had a job to... to maintain the area at night to see Disneyland at dark without anybody else in the park. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have had security jobs since then. I often thought back to that, you know, how easy it was for us in those days. <laughs> and it, it really wasn't easy because a lot of kids got caught. There were some that caught. You you were one of the few that didn't get caught, though. And it was in the newspapers. So we caught 16 more teenagers this weekend over. Oh, oh really? Because that was a big thing, you know, yeah. break into Disneyland. And yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you didn't because otherwise that would have affected you getting a job there later. It would. I would have been a persona non grata. That's right. Yeah. You, yeah. Would, you wouldn't have been able to go to the park ever again. So mm -hmm. uh, don't do... Don't do as he did. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> trespass. It's not worth it. I'm sure it's even harder to do it now. Oh, but, yeah. But that's a fun story, though, because not many people could say that they did that and got away with it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was in the old days, all right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, awesome. Um... So uh, you have experienced the park but way back in the day, and then I know that we as a family... And this was the last time before yeah. I met Jackie. 
Um, we went to the park, you know, around 1991. Was that, is that right? We went with mom. Um, so our mom had uh, cancer and we wanted to go. She wanted to go to Disneyland and we wanted to bring the That whole was family. her wish to go to Disneyland with the whole family. Before, yeah. You know, and we knew that it was terminal. So, so um, and that was a great welfare trip. And some of my, my favorite memories with her and with the family are, are from there. Um, you know, was there ever like a, a magical moment or something special about that trip you wanted to share or that you could think of? Well, it was fun all the way around. I was a little bit um, stressed at the time because we had uh, yeah some younger kids, you know, and you were one of them. I was one of them, yeah. Yep. I probably didn't make it easy <laughs> for you. But I, I do remember we did get some Mickey hats and got for me and Matthew. And they had the light show at first. That was one of the first uh, times I'd ever been there that they had yeah. the light show at night, and yeah. they had all kinds of uh, things for you kids. We bought little glowing things. Mm. I've never seen them before. They oh yes, yeah. I know exactly. Glow sticks the and glo stuff. the yeah. the like shake around the oh uh, yeah glowing sticks. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we got some of those for you kids, and I was sitting there thinking about looking at the fireworks and. Just sitting there, the, it was at night, and it was cool. Mm -hmm. It was warm in the daytime, but it was cool, but it wasn't cold at all. Yeah. I mean, it was very balmy. And, and sitting there and looking at the fireworks and seeing my kids running around and having fun and, mm -hmm. and my wife be beside me and in one of our probably last moments of being able to be out together like that. Yeah. And uh, just saying what a, a blessing this is. This is just really yeah. a wonderful thing for our family to experience. and. At that time, I was thinking there's a lot of people that have never experienced it and never will, you know, right. yeah. in the world. And so we're so grateful to be able to have this. And yeah. it is a, a very, I'm very glad that we were able to get our sons and, and come here with us. Yeah. Wow. What? That was very special. Yeah. Um, so along with that, was there something that you thought was better about the park since your your days as a as a well, kid there from yeah that, time to the... that was the first time i'd ever seen uh, it's a small world oh yeah yeah and i probably wouldn't have gone on it if it hadn't been for my wife yeah because it seemed to me like it was a real kid thing and yeah. you know we're in little gondolas and going yeah. through tunnel of love and <laughs> yeah so this is an attraction that wasn't there when, when you were no because it yeah. didn't come until 66 it's a small world yeah but I have to say, we went in there and watching you kids and, and the delight that we saw in your yeah. eyes when you, know, you saw the different things there was something for us to enjoy yeah. as well. So um, I thought, yeah, well worth it. But we, I'm never going to get that song out of my head. <laughs> I don't think anybody can. No, not um, at all. Was there something that you missed from the park that was there previously that, that uh, wasn't there when you was went gone. later on? Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Mr. Toadwell's ride is still there at the park. Yeah. Well, it wasn't there when we went back. Oh, oh they they probably were working on our or something. I don't know if it was they were planning on moving it to a different place or what, but it wasn't there and I thought, "Oh, they're going to take this out too." And I was just really disappointed okay. about that. They took it out at Disney World. Mhm. Mm but they still have it at Disneyland or they they I mean, it's still there cuz we we've gone on it. Yeah. Um but yeah. I don't know why I like it. It's just a, a dumb it's ride. But so it, yeah, it was one of well, my it's so fun. Well, it's the only ride that you go to hell in. 
Yeah. <laughs> they come back. <laughs> Claude Coates worked on that attraction. Yeah. yeah. As a, he was an Imagineer. So. Yeah. And uh, uh, Dumbo, is Dumbo still there? Dumbo's still Dumbo's there. Dumbo's still there, yeah. And the teacups are still teacups. there. Teacups. Sure. And yeah. of course, the tea, one of your favorites, the Tiki Room, is still there. The Tiki Room, and my mother loved the Tiki Room. Yeah. Being raised in India and all, she liked the tropical kind of atmosphere and oh yeah, stuff and the sitting in there with the music and the birds and everything. At that time, animatronics was not a, a, a thing that you'd see anywhere. Right. Yeah. You had to be in a special place to experience it, and that was it. Yeah. And it was just absolutely great. And then the thunderstorm uh, <laughs> that they put in there at the end, just towards the end, is real, real, like really realistic. It was yeah. Uh, to us, it was anyway. No, it's, awesome. it still feels kind of real. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm like, wait, why is it hot outside as I leave? Yeah. It was just raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like that one because it's another attraction that you can set and maybe take a little nap in. Have a little Dole Whip yeah. with. Oh, yeah, Dole Whip. Did you ever have it? Did they have Dole Whips back in the day? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't remember. It's like a pineapple okay. ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pineapple, last, uh, pineapple cream, yeah. 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 Well, it's called Dole Whip because Dole... Uh, is the, the sponsor so, yeah of it so yeah no i that's what i like that one a lot too because it reminds me of you dad because it's yeah. very uh from that your generation and yeah. everything and so very, very and so. it's very much it's one of the ones that hasn't been changed a whole lot no yeah not, not very much so um well the most boring one i would say was uh we would get on main street and right at the very beginning there you have the firehouse, there's nothing big special about that. And then you have the Carnation uh, Plaza where you can, you know, have ice cream and stuff like that. Yeah. And then on the other side of the street is uh, the theater. And they had uh, Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And my dad would say, well, here's something educational. Let's go to this. But <laughs> <laughs> with Mr. Lincoln. Yeah. And the early animatronics was just it wasn't believable at all yeah it just wasn't i'm sorry yeah hey it's ac it's a cushion seat it's good for like a half hour break yeah, yeah it is yeah that's so funny and i like the uh going down further to the uh where they had the uh what do you call that um it's like a mall with uh music machines and um, oh the penny machine yeah. The Penny Arcade. Penny Arcade. Yes, yes. That's what I was looking for. I thought that was really cool, too. Yeah. The Penny they, Arcade. They still have it there. Um, I don't know if they still have all, like, the same, like, stuff there. Uh, probably pretty close. Yeah. To all the same, like, uh, the Penny Arcade machines. The, yeah. The, the like, movie, um... Movie clips or movie whatever. Movie clips. Shows. Yes, yes. That's... Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, um, okay. <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> um, but awesome. Well, you had to peep through the little thing. Yeah, right. right. No, I get you. The show. Yep. Um, would you say that it was pretty great living near Disney, or were there like maybe some negative sides of it? I don't know of any negative, negative. sides. Other it was than all great. It just caused the area to just burgeon and grow so fast. Yeah. yeah. It was almost <sighs> so that the infrastructure couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. You know? 
Well, I don't think I've ever seen an orange tree since every time I've gone. So that's true. There are no more orange trees. <laughs> There's no the forest, area. no magical forest that you could run through. Do you anymore. know what happened to your friend that owned, or your dad's friend that owned the no orange gloves? No yeah, I remember your dad talking to us and saying that he's going to have to sell mm-hmm. because yeah. the value of the land is more than the value of the oranges. Yeah. Wow. And. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things that, you know, it just was uh, progress. You know, exactly. That's yeah. what they called it in those days. And I guess it is, you know, it's just not what the progress that we kind of wanted at the time until we discovered what it was. And it was a diamond in the rough at the beginning because it really looked, you know, they'd show these steam shovels out there digging these holes and piling up mounds and stuff. And then they started building the castle. First. Yeah, yeah. Sleepy Goose Castle was supposed to be the center of the park, and when I went, actually went there and saw how tiny this castle was. <laughs> yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah, to see how small it was. Yeah, yeah. They had to keep it small for because uh, they didn't want to have like a, a light at the top of the castle. Well, they couldn't build a, anything taller than a. Uh, seven-story building, I believe, in Orange County. Yeah. That was the limit at that time. Then later they changed that when the Matterhorn was built. Right. So, yeah. Otherwise they wouldn't have been able to build it. But they had yeah. to put a light on top of the Matterhorn. Yes. You know, a flashing yeah. red light to keep aircraft from crashing yeah. into yeah. it. And, uh, of course, they had the carousel there, too, in that uh, oh, yeah. plaza by the castle. Yeah. And that was uh, kind of neat. But we had one in Long Beach, too, down at the uh, New Pike. So... That wasn't the first time I ever went on a carousel like that. Yeah. My sister liked it to get on the pony and go up and down. And yeah. yeah. And I could get one of my Mickey Mouse hats from that little... <laughs> the hat shop. Yeah, Matt Hatter. Hat shop. Yeah, yeah, Matt Hatter. Which yeah. is still there. Yep, Matt Hatter shop. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. all of your stories and your experiences with Disney. There were so many good stories. I loved hearing the buildup of Disney and the orange groves. And I just never yeah. thought about, you know, before it was just all orange groves, which I've heard many times, but just yeah. like being a local and mm-hmm. just, just like them. how you use the orange groves. Is this like it? I mean, it's interesting that it was a magical place for you before Disneyland was built there. Yeah. And it was still a magical place after. Is this mm-hmm. a different, different kind of magic? Yeah. And so it's all really just the power of imagination, really. Really, and the anticipation that was built mm-hmm. week upon week as we were seeing this being done. Yeah. And yet none of we ne- they never let us see any of the insides of anything. Yeah. yeah. Or the completion of anything. Right. They let us see stages of it, but just before the end, they'd stop and they'd focus on another part of it. Yeah, they had to build the anticipation. Yeah. And that anticipation just builds like Christmas. Yeah. For kids, you know. Yeah. I mean, really Walt Disney made some nothing out of just like some it, it made something out of nothing. And you know why yes. he did this? Do you know why he did this? He he was out with his daughters one right. day. Right. Yeah. And he took them to a local park and they had a little carousel there. And uh, no adults were allowed to go on it. I guess it was a small one. Yeah. And he was sitting there on the bench waiting for the the thing to stop for his daughters to get off. Mm -hmm. And he thought, why don't they have any parks where parents can go and have fun with their kids? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where the concept, the idea of building something 
that both parents and children could enjoy at the same time. In other words, a family part. Because mm-hmm. that was not a thought in those days. Right. right. It was very separate. Like, yeah. The, yeah. there was adult things and then there were things for the kids, but right. never combined. Right. So. so that's where the concept of, uh, of a park in, the, in Disney's eyes, where it came from. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's special because, you know, growing up, we didn't have much of a chance to go. But when... And mattered, and when we wanted to do something together as a family, we were able to do that. We had a place for that. Yeah. To feel some magic during a hard time. Yeah. Um, I think that makes it all worth it. Um, and, you know, and just like having those uh, magical moments and those memories, I think that's what makes Disney magical is the memories you get to have sure. and to make. Yeah. Sure. So and it's just like you know regardless of how you feel about Walt Disney, um, he may create something that special. Yeah. And so... He made a place where families can be together and create those special memories. Well, I think he was, uh, of that generation, he's a person that's going to be remembered for his creativity. Yeah. For his ability, not only to have that creativity, but to put it into practice in something that was uh, not only good for himself, but good for thousands of other people yeah Mill- millions even yeah and you know how many disneylands have there been in other countries some that no longer are there but you know for most of them they're still there they're still running and they're very attractive to people in those countries as well yeah yeah absolutely well i think this is a great way to end uh today's <laughs> episode again we like to uh thank you again dad bruce uh, for uh, letting us interview you on this episode and um, for all of our listeners if you have any questions or thoughts on the early development of Disneyland let us know on our social medias we're on Instagram Facebook Twitter um, and comment below um, but that's all the time we have have a magical day thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Matterhorn Yodelers Please remember before your bobsled comes to a complete stop to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, remain seated please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. <laughs>